We're back with another cracking episode of Fearlessly Australian as we dive further into Season 2. I'm Danny Green, and we're talking about that all-Australian value, mateship. Everyone knows the word mate, but what does it really mean? Mateship is, is a trust. Uh, you know, you trust the people that you have around you. Uh, you have that connection with them. Playing state of origin, that was one of the values uh, in, our, in our side, mateship. And uh, I was just doing everything you can for the bloke beside you. And what influence does it have on our daily lives? I started streaming. I started live streaming to make friends and I started playing video games and I was like, I'll build a little community of people that are like-minded. I'm really looking forward to this episode as we have one of the greatest champion NRL players on the show, Jonathan Thurston. He led the Cowboys for years and knows a thing or two about looking out for your mates. When I spent a, a night in the watch house, uh, uh, here in Brisbane, that was probably the first time that I started to realise my actions, uh, how they affect those that are closest to me. And we've got a legend in his own field and I can't wait to hear from Pesterly. He's a former Australian army man turned gamer and streamer who has over a million followers on Twitch. I have friends from primary school that I still still talk to and those early days when you when you have those early friendships um they help craft you as a person and they help and give you the values that you actually you like you learn today i got the pleasure of interviewing two blokes jonathan thurston we all know jonathan thurston nrl superstar and all-round legend and um that laugh and that smile of his just lights up stadiums and tv sets has for years and will continue to do so for many more years there it is legend thanks for coming on and paul Licari, um better known to his to his gamers as pestily um thanks for coming on and joining us fellas first you start with you jonathan um tell us a little bit about yourself buddy yeah i grew up in brisbane um got two brothers and a sister um, and obviously played a little bit of rugby league uh, throughout my life. It was massive in my household uh, through the 90s and, um, you know, the early 2000s and, uh, yeah, turned professional when I was 19 years of age and then, uh, yeah, had a pretty successful career and then um, moved into the business world when I finished rugby league and, um Got a young family now, and that's probably my greatest achievement in life is my four daughters and my wife. <laughs> I can't forget her. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Legend. And uh, Paul, what about yourself, buddy? What's your um, background, mate? So I'm a Geelong boy at heart, so I grew up in Geelong. But uh, in my adult life, I joined the military when I was 19, 20 years old. I spent eight years in the infantry in the Australian Army. Post that, left the military, became a firefighter for a year uh, as a... It was like a part-time paid firefighter position. And then after that, started up live streaming, playing video games for a living. And now I make YouTube and, and live stream to people around the world, oh, really? uh, making communities and having some bit of banter and laughs. I remember back when I was younger, everyone knew their neighbors. Someone needed help down the street, we'd go and help them. You know, it was just how I, I remember growing up. So what does mateship mean to you, Paul? I have friends from primary school that I still still talk to like every sometimes might not be every day but we can continue on the conversation six months later if it's not you know and those early days when you when you have those early friendships um they help craft you as a person and they help and give you the values that you actually you like you learn so like you know looking after your mates when they're in trouble or they get on the phone if they you know on the blower if they there's something going on you have those conversations and and 
when you do build those uh, long-lasting friendships, it's almost like a marriage, really. Yeah. Like you, you're always there for them, no matter what, and that's that's uh, what's most important, really. Mateship is is a trust. Uh, you know, you trust the people that you have around you. Uh, you have that connection with them. Playing state of origin, that was one of the values uh, in our in our side mateship. And uh, I was just doing everything you can for the bloke beside you, no matter. Uh, what you're going through, and uh, you really need to draw on those experiences. You know, our country is surrounded by a, a wonderful environment. You know, it's it's beautiful, but we get floods, we get bushfires, we get cyclones, and, you know, these take lives. You know, people lose their lives in these disasters that we have, and there's people that will help. Uh, pick these families up or help that community get through what they're going through that they don't even they don't even know but they become a mate and that's the Australian way of life I, I believe um, you're gonna have a lot of different people that will come in and out of your life um, and you'll find mates really that will be ones that will help lift you up and the ones will put you down. Like I'm sure that when you were doing your, your NRL early days and, you know, there would have been like, oh, why are you wasting your time? You know, come out and hit the piss with us or whatever. And, and you're like, no, no, I've got to like do another workout or exercise more or whatever it is, right? And then there's the other ones that are like, dude, you've got to keep going, man. You're killing it. Keep going. You're awesome at this. And, and I'm sure with the boxing as well, yeah, right? Really good point. You know, I remember as a 15-year-old having to make some changes in my life, um, you know, and that as a 15-year-old, as you can imagine, having a group of mates, uh, around you and making those changes where you had to distance yourself away from them to be able to, you know, uh, make yourself grow, um, you know, get better grades, um, get out of that comfort zone of where, you know, you want to do something with your life, but you're still mates with them. I got an opportunity to move to Toowoomba to better my schooling and better my footy. And uh, they had a look at my report card and, uh, it was unsatisfactory behaviour and unsatisfactory grades and it was a private it. school. Yeah, so they said you can't come to a school like this with a report card like that. So if you can improve your grades and your behaviour, uh, come back at the end of the year and we'll have another interview. So that was my, you know, rugby league was what I always wanted to do. That was my dream as a kid as a child you know watching Alfie Langer you know Mel Meninga you know in the Queensland Maroons jersey that was always what I wanted to do and you know whilst I always played rugby league it just plateaued when I was a teenager and you know I had this opportunity to move away from Brisbane um, and yeah do something with my life finish high school uh, which you know I'm the only one in my family that had done that which is a shocking statistic um, as well but you know I'm proud that I actually got to complete grade 12 uh, with that. So when I left the military I moved out to the country a place called Wallaroo there's no one out there it's just people that are retiring right they're literally going there to do lawn bowls and fish that's it so I went out there and there was no one out there and so I actually turned to online to find friends to make friends um, and that's why I started streaming I started live streaming to make friends and I started playing video games and I was like, I'll build a little community of people that are like-minded. And in the same space, I uh, I still reached out to people in the community. There wasn't a lot of people around my age. That's why I became a firefighter. There was a lot of people that were uh, part of the fire brigade. And I actually signed up the lawn bowls for the, the night owls. Yes. So I was with the oldies out there doing the lawn bowls. So there was no one my age there. But like still, it was still a good, good laugh. And... Um, 
I actually built a community of people that were like-minded and you're only judged on specifically how you acted and your name. So you, it doesn't matter what you look like, your background, your history or anything like that. You're literally just based off whatever you said and whatever name you decided to pick as your name. So there is a really good opportunity for using the online space to make friends as well, particularly as you get older. Um, because it's not like, I don't want to like come across as weird or anything, but like you can't just go down to the pub, walk, go out to a random bloke and be like, g'day mate, want to hang out? Like that would just be weird, right? Back in the day it wouldn't have been, but now no, it, would be it wouldn't have been. Yeah, and that's, yeah. you're exactly right. So it's actually, uh, it's one of those things where um, you don't just go down to the local pub or the sporting club to, to make friends. Like there are people that are really good at doing that and a lot more confident. Uh, but there is a really good opportunity in the online space to actually find people that are like-minded in a, in a topic that you enjoy and uh, to make friends from that. You bang on there, mate. It's a really good point because I guess there's a lot of people out there too that find it difficult to socialise and, and, and find it hard to talk to people and engage in conversation face-to-face. So making that introduction online probably is, I imagine, is a lot easier and it makes it's, it's more comfortable for them and they can be more at ease with themselves because they're not in person. They don't feel awkward, as awkward. So you make a really good point, mate. In the indigenous culture, is mateship the same as it is in the white fella culture? You know, has it got those yeah, same values like a, from the beginning? Has it got those kind of same same core values? In our culture, it's, it's very strong and very very valued. Probably the the line that really rings true to me about uh, indigenous culture is uh, it takes a village to raise a child, um, and that was very evident uh, in my childhood. Sometimes some kids are raised to stay within their lanes, within their culture, if that makes sense. You know, you can't be friends with that person because they're from a different culture. You know, they do things differently. Hang on, if you open your eyes up to the world, everyone's got a story. They're very, very similar to you. If you just take a, f- a few minutes to just delve deep and ask a few questions. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I said. You're drawn to people that have the same characteristics, same beliefs, same values that you hold close to your heart. And that's the community that you, I suppose, relate to. So uh, we're doing a lot of work uh, with the youth justice uh, on the side of thing and Queensland police as well. So, you know, these young kids that we're uh, working with, you know, they're all from different and diverse backgrounds, uh, but they seem to have all the same struggles as well. And, um, you know, uh, when you make that little change in their lives, um, they remember that that for, forever. And um, I'm sure in the gaming community, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you sign an autograph or you get that photo or, you know, you have that conversation with that young kid, you know, that is etched in their memory for the rest of their lives. So when people are... Uh um, looking for role models in life. It's not always coming from, you know, sports stars or movie stars. It sometimes is people that are online playing video games. Uh, and you don't need to decide who you are at 16. Like, you were lucky. You knew exactly what you wanted to do from 15. I'm like, I'm going to be an NRL superstar, which you became. But <laughs> I was I was 15. I'm, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a firefighter. I'm going to join the army. I don't know. I'm just going to figure it out, you know. And then I, I, yeah. I finished school, and it took me a little while to find my groove. Um, so it's really cool that, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people in, in online spaces and, and, and from the same as you guys that can actually be positive, uh, role models to the people of, uh, that are growing up around us. When have your, um, when are your friendships been tested in the past and, and why was it and how did you resolve it if you did? 
when I spent a, a night in the watch house uh, uh, here in Brisbane, that was probably the first time that I started to realise my actions, uh, how they affect those that are closest to me. Um, so, you know, I didn't do anything majorly wrong, um, you know, uh, public nuisance. I spent a night in the watch house, come out of the watch house the next morning and there's just cameras everywhere, like that. Get in the car, get back to Townsville, um, cameras everywhere, do a press conference, apologise for my actions. Um, but then once I started to sit down and start to realise, you know, who I'd let down um, whilst, you know, it was an individual decision of my putting myself in that position, uh, I let down some people uh, that were really close to me and that was probably the hardest thing. Uh, that devastated me uh, when you hurt uh, them because of your decisions that you make. Um, so, yeah, whilst they still fully supported me uh, from what I had done, uh, seeing the hurt that I caused them from my decisions, that was probably the toughest part, um, yeah, to, to, to get through. Um, no doubt, you know, for myself, you know, when I've uh, been in a sort of like a downward spiral, whilst I've got a really tight group of mates that I confide in and I can open up to and, and, and talk to about what I'm going through, I've always had a, uh, I've been lucky enough to have a psychologist as well to, to talk to. Um, you know, I find it easy to talk to my mates about, but talking to a psychologist, they give me building blocks to overcome what I'm going through in that particular phase of, of my life, which has uh, helped me, um, you know, overcome uh, what I've been through. So, yeah, you got your tight mates uh, that you can fight in and that hopefully get you through what you're going through and can reach your potential. But, you know, if there's anyone out there that is, you know, uh, struggling and can't actually talk to mates and, you know, pick up the phone, there's Lifeline or, you know, there's many different uh, organisations out there that you can, Red Cross, that you can pick up the phone to and actually, you know, open up because, um, you know, suicide is, is a massive killer in our nation and, um, you know, if you can uh, prevent someone from going down that path, then, you know, that's what mates are, are here for and uh, you can, you know, have professional mates and then you can have those mates that you can confide in as well. Today's episode, uh, we're talking about mateship, but let's cut to it, being fearlessly Australian. Jonathan, first to you, buddy. What does what does being fearless mean to you? Yeah, to me, it's probably doing something that you're scared of, um, having the courage uh, to get up and do something that uh, frightens you. Um, and that's in many different ways, you know, whether it's jumping out of a plane, skydiving, doing a, you know, standing up, doing public speaking, um or you know facing your fears with with animals um and yeah so i think that's probably what that means to me is uh showing the courage you know i'd rather i'd rather give it a crack and have a learning experience fail and learn from that experience than not to have a crack at all yes sweet buddy thanks mate jt you really hit the nail on the head there we're talking about Giving it a go and learning from that experience. So for me, uh, I'll, I'll draw on pretty much what JT just said really, but I wanted to do something else with my life and, and push myself to a limit and take that scary step where I could have just stayed, you know, making a decent income, living a life in the military. And I actually quit with no real job in mind to go and explore and find out what for me 
I wanted to do and make a passion of. So I actually experimented out there and, and tried a few different things. And that's why I became a firefighter because I always, always wanted to do that and then push myself to my limits in trying to find my own business and, and life that I wanted to, to live. So really it's just taking a grasp of, um, of something that you're either afraid of or you want to, to do, but, uh, and then, and then trying to learn from those experiences. I've done skydiving and stuff like that too. And it's like, you're getting up there and it's a bit scary at at first, but once you're doing it, you love the experience. All right, fellas, we're going to wrap it up. That was, that was, that was awesome. It was, it was, it was a great topic to finish on, mate. Yeah, certainly was. Thanks for having me. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks, JT. It was really great to be here. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, boys.